0: MileHighRadio.com. Just what the doctor ordered.
1: And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer.
2: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, and I'm the socialite. I am passionate about talking with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I have a fabulous guest on today who is a return guest because I think we can never get enough information about Google+. So welcome back to Stefan Hovnounian.
3: Hi, guys. Thank you very much, Deb. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I'm glad to be back with uh, with you today.
2: Well, and it's funny because anytime you know I'm looking for guests and, and you know say something about Google Plus, I get all these suggestions and it's just one name and it's yours. So you are definitely well known.
3: Uh, I appreciate it. I just I like to help people and, and you know, I took to the platform pretty well. It's been two years now that I've been active on it. So yeah. um, you know, it works.
2: Well, and what we're going to talk about is the fact that, you know, it, it is a platform that so many people are still trying to figure out. But before we jump in, let me tell our listeners just a little bit about you. So Stefan have no, I say your name wrong every time and I apologize for that. Stefan Hovnanian is the owner of Chovy Websites, a web strategy company located outside Boston. Stefan has spent his career helping companies overcome the challenges of maintaining their online presence effectively. And through his ability to select interesting, innovative, and compelling guests for his online shows, which we're going to talk about that, he brings valuable content and resources to his clients. He's able to solve small business communication problems by developing a strategy unique to them. He is also the author of 4.0. Books that are about Google Plus. They're Google Plus pro tips. And, you know, you can find them on Amazon. We're going to talk about, uh, those as we go along. But again, Stefan, welcome.
3: Thanks again. I appreciate it.
2: Great. Well, you know, let's really just jump into this and so we're going to assume, which I know is, you know, probably might be a mistake, but we're going to assume people are already on Google Plus, but they're not sure what they should be doing with it, you know, they, or, or they think really another social media website, why do I even need to bother? So maybe that's the the strategy we need to take is, you know, there are so many cool features about Google plus that, you know, and, and, you know, we could talk about those for hours, But one of my absolute favorites is Hangouts. Um, so tell us a little bit about a Hangout and what it is. And then let's really delve into some of the more specific things that, um, you know, for example, Google Hangouts on air, but tell us in general what a Google Hang, Google Plus Hangout is and why a business person should even care about them.
3: Sure thing. Yeah. and, And Hangouts are definitely one of the, um, I would call them like the killer features of, mm-hmm. of the platform itself. So, uh, you know, hangouts kind of take two, they take two, there's two sides to them. One is the, uh, the video call, which is kind of like a Skype call. So mm-hmm. there's that part. There's the, the collaborative chat that you can add a video call to. That's, that's packaged in, uh, in Google hangouts, right? So it's, it kind right. of replaces G chat. Uh, mm-hmm. Or Google Chat or whatever you know, it's been like fifteen <laughs> different names I think over the mm-hmm. years. So um, the the Hangout video call part of it is just adding a you know a video capabilities over mm-hmm. onto chat, and I think you could put up to ten people inside uh, inside of a Hangout like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the other neat thing about Hangouts in general, again, from on the private side of it, the collaborative side, is that uh it is. I mean, it's a chat, it's a collaborative. Uh, you know feature here so you can open up google drive you could all write you know you could all write different things as you're brainstorming ideas um if you've ever watched the commercial about hangouts it's like a bunch Mm -hmm. like five or six people all in a uh Um, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube too, uh, but they're all in a hangout and they're all like doing a business meeting and it's hysterical because at the end of it, they're like, okay, I'll ping you. Well, there's no need to ping. I'll, I'll follow (laughs) up. I'll circle back. No, there's no, we just finished it. We're there. (laughs) Yeah. We did it already guys. Like that's it. And that's really, it's so powerful. I mean, it saves a lot of time. Um, again, really, you know, great to be able to have collaborative effort and, you know, I gotta be honest with you. It's great to be able to see someone's face and their Mm -hmm. body, you know, their their uh, the way they react to certain right. things, body language mm-hmm. and all. Um, it helps you stay more attentive. I know when I'm on conference calls, I totally goof off. Mm-hmm. I don't know about anybody oh, else. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm playing you know, solitaire. I'm doing whatever.
3: Exactly. But if I have to look into a camera... Well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to goof off. I'm going to sit up straight, you know, just like as, I, as if I were in a meeting. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that especially now where so many of us are, whether they're, we're working from home or, you know, we're telecommuting or whatever, I mean, the the workplace has become so fragmented as it is. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh you know, video conferencing, I mean, I'm sure this is old news, but as far as the Google Hangouts part of it, um, you know, video conferencing is obviously a really, really great, great way to, uh, you know, to get things done. So that's that part of it. Now, right. Imagine being able to do the video call part of it and then store that broadcast on your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. That's what a hangout on air is. So it's, and, you know, we've had this capability, if you will, through YouTube live and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd say maybe go back about a year. Um, it's, uh, you know, YouTube live was only available to a select few, you know, publishers or channels. And then, you know, slowly, little by little, they've opened it up. So now, Essentially, YouTube Live is like when you can put your Wirecast and all of your real heavy duty, uh, you know, production equipment in and, and do these really amazing, um, uh, production live, you know, mm-hmm. live broadcasts. But, uh, Hangouts on Air is essentially like YouTube Live Lite. So mm-hmm. it has all of the same features, but like with, you know, half of the tech that you really even need. You just, you just want to do it. Okay, fine. It's going to load up, um, a video call and it's going to save it. It's going to broadcast live, save it to your YouTube channel. And what they've done is they've hooked the whole experience into a calendar event. And, you know, there's some really interesting apps that are getting tied into the hangout on air part of it that allow you to showcase different, um, you know, links that you're talking about or maybe Mm -hmm. do some Q and A and just have a more of an interactive, um, you know, experience for people who are, you know, who want to create live streaming video content. And it's, it's a really, you know, it's still evolving and they, they break things a lot and they ask us to kind of, you know, (laughs) toy around and see what, Mm -hmm. what kind of ways we would use it. And then, you know, sometimes the ways we're using it end up really making sense to embed into the product and sometimes they don't. So we all kind of have to get our cheese moved, but it's Mm -hmm. okay.
2: Well, and what I love about all of this is the fact that it's free. You know, obviously there's your time, there's your equipment, but there's no charge to do a Google hangout or to do a a hangout on air because, you know, it's just part of being on, on Google plus. And, and to me, that's something that I think so many business people are missing. And it doesn't matter if they're the, you know, the little mom and pop shop or, you know, like, like me who is in a home office or, you know, some very large company. It's free folks, free.
3: Oh, totally. I mean, the free part of it is great. The, you're right. It is, um, it's, you know, limited. It's a low barrier to entry here. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you have, you have a, you need a good webcam, a good internet connection, and I think you should have a good mic because the audio part, you know, quite honestly, when people listen to it in a replay, Mm -hmm. they may or may not be watching the actual show. They might, especially if you're just talking heads, like, kind of like we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. We're just talking to each other. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know how much of an impetus there is to even watch the people on the screen, but audio is important. And if your audio mm-hmm. stinks and you're, you know, choppy and you know, getting in and out, the it becomes very disruptive, and then the people aren't going to stick around and watch. Right. So they're going to miss out on all your valuable content. Mm-hmm. So yeah, audio, internet connection, you know, and a good webcam, I think, are are the most mm-hmm. important parts. Right. So easy to get involved, and it really comes down to the kind of content that you want to create. Because remember, everything you're doing ends up going onto your YouTube channel. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a local business or if you're um well, I mean, you don't even have to be local, but if you're a personal brand or a local business and you want to, you know, create content, it's so easy to do this just with the spoken word as opposed right. to trying to type and and all this other stuff. I mean, by the time we're done here, we'll we'll between the two of us we will have generated probably about I don't know, 7 or 8,000 words of text in mm-hmm. our conversation and it's very natural because we're talking about things we know a lot about. So here you go. There's a great way to create content for your business just by Mm -hmm. doing hangouts. And Mm -hmm. it's also video content gets optimized in YouTube and is connected to your, your channel, which is connected to your Google plus page, which is connected to your website. So if you could follow Mm -hmm. all that, I did it with my hands in case anybody could see me. (laughs) But if you could follow all of that, that path, you know, here now your website in a way is kind of getting credit for some of this amazing content you're creating on a social community. And that's, amazing, amazing, amazing for your business when people start to look for those things in search engines.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and you know, you just mentioned the key word is the search engines. Um, you know, it is it, a, a Google uh, plus hangout on air is part of Google. And you know, for the foreseeable future, Google is the big guy on the block, as far as s e o is concerned, so the more you can have that Google can find, and you know for those who don't know, excuse me, YouTube is owned by Google, so you know you have those two big behemoths that are are there, and it really doesn't take a lot to have a fairly large presence there and and what I love is the fact that it kind of levels the playing field. You know, you can be the say it's a, a restaurant. You can be the little mom and pop restaurant around the block that's competing with the big name, you know, restaurants that are chains. Because you've got a good presence where you you've you know maybe you do a, a daily here's our special here's how we make it type of of on air you know almost like a top chef type of thing and you know it's not going to take you a lot of time you've got to be doing the cooking anyway if you're that restaurant, so why not create content that is is findable by people out there?
3: yeah, I mean you hit the nail right on the head it's just coming up with and that's the key is to come up with content that that ties into your business goals because mm-hmm. I will say this. Like you like you pointed out it's it's tricky to you know it it takes a lot of time i mean there's right. a, there's especially if you're not doing it just yourself, like if you're mm-hmm. doing interviews and you're bringing in guests, I mean hey, I'm sure you you know you probably know exactly what I'm talking about because of your show here, so you you know it takes time to bring in guests, it takes time mm-hmm. to coordinate it, make sure that the tech is all set up, and now once you add video to it, you're adding something completely you know a whole new dynamic. Mm-hmm. is the person's lighting okay is you know are they looking? they're looking above the camera. So all you see are their nostrils, you know, like little things like that. (laughs) Right. So, um, because you don't want your, you don't want to completely alienate your, you know, your viewers, but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's what kind of content is going to make the most sense for your business. And, you know, again, it doesn't have to be advertising or, um, uh, you know, or promotional in nature. You could, the, the example is perfect. Like the example of, um, of, doing a, a hangout and maybe taking questions about a particular type of cuisine. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, these answers already. So why mm-hmm. wouldn't you create an event in some way that lets you get the word out about your your expertise mm-hmm. and then people can ask questions. You can interact and they, they see you doing it. So it's not staged. It's natural. Um, you know, the ums and the ahs and some of the little imperfections that can get edited out in a podcast or professionally produced video, you know, those are gone. So this is raw. This is real. Mm -hmm. It's very, very real, and it's way more authentic. So, you know, think about what that'll do as far as brand equity and building trust with anybody who's watching this. And, and again, if you're a local business, I mean, this is huge because Mm -hmm. you're competing on, you know, you're competing with people who have thousands, if not more, of dollars uh, and human uh, capacity, like marketing agencies and all, who are out there, Promoting every single day, whereas instead you've now created a um, you know, a piece of content that's going to sit somewhere on the internet, maybe in a couple of places actually mm-hmm. on the internet that people can find and interact with time and time and time again. You don't right. have to you know you don't have to refill the meter every day like you do with advertising.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and the cool thing is exactly what you said. It continues to live. So you've got the live broadcast where people are interacting with you and asking the questions and, and, you know, whatever. But then when you post it on, say, your blog or, you know, obviously YouTube, things like that, then people comment there also. And, I think that's one step that businesses really need to remember to take is not only that it's there, but to pay attention to those. You know, so say you are the, the restaurant who is is posting something. If somebody asks a question, you had darn well better respond to it. And it might not even pertain to the video. You know, somebody might say, hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving or, you know, whatever. But the second you miss that, that's just like you miss a phone call or an email that that comes into you. So, you know, it takes a little bit longer but you know and, and i think that's where business owners get concerned you know we we only have 28 hours a day <laughs> and so you know how in the heck do we do you know more things but it's a matter of reprioritizing things is is maybe the best way to put it so rather than maybe going to you know that that uh, extra Meeting every day that you know you're just out networking. Spend a little bit of time, you know, looking over your your social media presence and answering those questions that people have posed.
3: Yeah, you know, you're you're a thousand percent right, Deb. You got to look at it again. Planning and and awareness, I think, is another mm-hmm. word that businesses may not necessarily be thinking about. So awareness of. The fact that you have access to so much content, whether it's locked Mm -hmm. up in your head, whether you're answering questions on, you know, just in your emails. I mean, this, uh, this, if you go back to like the LinkedIn answer days, right? Or I guess Quora Mm -hmm. still does it now, but you know, back in the day, Mm -hmm. like I think before they closed that down, I took like 200 different questions out, um, from LinkedIn answers that I used to, that I had participated on because honestly, these were, these were things that people ask questions, you know, they're they're curious about. Mm -hmm. And these are things that like topics that, I could answer the same answer, maybe, uh, maybe change the link or maybe change the look of the screenshot I'm going to give you, uh, mm-hmm. three, four, five years down the road. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of evergreen stuff that comes out. And by evergreen, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's, you know, things that aren't necessarily, uh, time sensitive. It's, mm-hmm. it's a conceptual. It's, um, you know, fundamentals and strategic things that, that, uh, ideas that stick around for a while. And, you know, again, they don't change too much over time. So you can continue to refer back to them. And I think mm-hmm. that kind of stuff for me, I mean, I've always been a fan of evergreen content and I try whatever I can to, um, you know, to put it out there. But, you know, again, going back to this idea of awareness there, if you get the same, you get the same question seven or eight times from a, um, a customer or, um, you know, somebody in your network or whatever, you should write it about that because somebody, mm-hmm. you, there's already seven or eight people answer, asking that question. Right. If you've written the answer, now you are more t- trustworthy. And again, mm-hmm. this concept is not new. It's been around, I didn't come up with it. Um, but it's extremely important. And when you add the layer of video to it, you've just added this authenticity and mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, it can do a lot for your business. But, you know, going back to your time strapped issue, I would, I think there's a couple of ways to do it, right? Actually, before I do that, let me quickly respond to something you had said about missing a um sort of an off topic question. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. remember that when you're, you know, when you're doing these, you can respond to questions in a variety of different ways. You may actually not want to respond to the one that's totally off topic in right. the YouTube video, you mm-hmm. know? But you can come back to it in the comments of whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever event stream there was, right? So you could definitely make sure you respond because as you're interacting with and engaging your audience, they're more likely to come back and see you again and tell their friends about you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for me at least, I think of, all right, is this something that I want to have on the YouTube video later? Maybe, maybe not, you know. If it is great, or if I don't really care so much, then sure, let's bring it in. Let's, let's answer it live on air. If not, then maybe what we'll do is I'll just come back to it afterwards, or maybe even acknowledge, say, Hey, you know, Deb, I saw you have a question in there. We're going to, we're going to come back to that. Make sure we answer it in the comments when the show's over.
4: Right. You know, Mm -hmm. something
3: like that. And, you know, you're actually, in that case, you're kind of telling people, you're hinting at the audience, even people watching it afterwards that, yeah, you do care, you know, and you do want to participate and make sure people aren't, uh, you know, being forgotten. So Mm -hmm. there's, that was that part. So sorry, sorry for jumping that's around.
2: That's right. <laughs> Well, and and I love that because you know if, if if it's truly a live question, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, you know, and and but acknowledging the person, that's all they need. You know, they just want to know. Okay, well, you know, you're going to answer my question later, or maybe it's something where it's so specific you're going to say I'll send you an email. We'll, you know, we can call, we can chat, whatever. But the second you ignore them, that's especially if they're able to, to comment back, they're going to say, Hey, I asked a question. Wait, wait, I asked a question. And, and you want to kind of nip that in the bud and go on with, you know, what was the, the planned subject that you were talking about?
3: Yeah. And, and, you know, another tip for people who are doing this as their business page, um, you obviously can have more than one person managing your page at the same time. So if you're, um, you know, if you take the context of a Google Plus, um, you know, Google Plus event that gets hooked into these hangouts, but mm-hmm. you could also do this on Twitter if you're monitoring a hashtag or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. So somebody will ask a question and then you could have a team member, um, watching. The feed of the questions and the, and the comments and all, and then responding over there as your business page, so that the person knows mm-hmm. that you know they're getting the response they're looking for, they're getting that that attention. But um, you actually don't have to distract yourself to give it to them, which you mm-hmm. know for business pages is a is a great tip. We've had a few people, um, a few guests, you know more. Corporate brand type stuff uh, on the shows that we've done, and they we recommend it to them. They're like, "Oh yeah, we we totally have. We have two people in one case, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, <laughs> um, right? Ready to you know to do it, and it works great because it's fast."
2: <clears throat> well, and as the the primary speaker or the facilitator or you know whatever your role is in that program, you don't want to be sidetracked by sitting and reading. You know how many times have have we been on webinars where the person who's giving the webinar is reading the comments, and Pretty soon they 've completely lost you know what the the subject was and, and things like that so it's it's better for them to be able to focus and then you 've got somebody else who's taking care of kind of the administrative duties
3: totally and they're feeding you the important stuff so that you can really focus on looking into the camera and smiling and you know and really mm-hmm. just presenting all the all the great information yeah, to- totally right. agree with that, whether it's a webinar or a hangout even uh, and again, even if you 're doing it by yourself. Having a co-pilot of some sort, you know, even in chat, like, you know, you and I Mm -hmm. have a chat open right now in case we Mm -hmm. needed to, you know, send each other a quick little note. Well, if Mm -hmm. you have a chat open with somebody who's helping you, or at least watching the show on the side, they can feed you ideas and stuff. And, you Mm -hmm. know, as long as you don't have a little ding popping up in the, in the speakers, you're in good shape. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. Well, we're going to go ahead and and take a break. Speaking of a ding, my producer was probably about to say, Hey, it's that time. Um, So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Let's really delve into how to have a hangout on air, and you know how to maybe get over those jitters of "Oh my heavens, I'm on video." It was pretty easy to be on radio, but oh, if you put me on camera, what am I going to do? Um, so when we come back, let's talk about that. And I am having a great time. I am Deb Creer talking with Stefan Hovnunian. I still do your name is. Say your name for me so that I can get it in my head. Stefan um,
3: Hovnunian. But...
2: Hovnanian. That's it. See, and it's actually phonetically the the way it's spelled. So I just have to keep it that way. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will talk more about Google Plus Hangouts and Hangouts on Air.
0: stimulating talk radio milehighradio.com
5: hi chris here from yambana gluten free bakery do you get gas bloating cramping or worse when you eat items with wheat barley or rye you may be dealing with celiac gluten intolerance or a gluten allergy experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten At Yumbana, we bake the best-tasting gluten-free items, hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to YumbanaShop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A. S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MILEHIGHRADIO. com.
0: You can lose 10, 20, 30 pounds or more with Maximum Slim's first ever rapid weight loss guarantee. Today, you get Maximum Slim and Advanced Fat and Carb Blocker Absolutely risk-free. The all-natural ingredients in Maximum Slim are a powerful weight loss combination. The Maximum Slim formula turns your body into a fat-burning furnace that supercharges your weight loss. Advanced Fat and Carb Blocker stops the breakdown of sugar so your body doesn't store it as fat. Today, you'll get both of these products absolutely risk-free with no obligation. Only pay shipping. There are no expensive meal plans or exhausting DVDs. Just take Maximum Slim twice a day. It's fast, simple, and natural Now it's guaranteed. Look, you can start losing weight today or not. Go back to your high school days and wear your favorite jeans again. Guaranteed. Call now and get both weight loss formulas free. Call 800-375-7482. 800-375-7482. That's 800-375-7482. Nothing says I love you more than MileHighRadio.com.
1: And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert, Deb Creer and her fabulous guest.
2: And I do have a fabulous guest. I am talking with Stepan Hovnanian. And before we go any further, tell people how they can find you and connect with you online, Stepan. So
3: you could just basically Google me. Um, that's the easiest way. So just, you know, Google my name or, uh, stephanhove.com, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-H-O-V.com is sort of a, uh, I guess you could say sort of a resume site that I've built for myself. Um, has access to all my different, you know, social channels and, and some different things that I'm working on, so.
2: Great, great. Well, and your books can be found on Amazon. I downloaded a couple of them last night and, and we'll download another, the, the other two because there are four. So quickly, tell people about your Google Plus Pro Tips ebook series.
3: Well, thanks. So the, the, um, the series is sort of built from ideas and things that I've discovered over time. And, you know, I know a lot of people and God bless them. They, they put up with all the changes with Google. And get into a lot of the how-to stuff with the screencasts and the you know pictures and all that other stuff and the, and the write-ups. Um, I don't have time for that, but <laughs> because I would prefer <laughs> to spend my time right. working with you know companies that that uh, mm-hmm. can apply all that information to you know help their businesses. So what ended up happening was the tips and things like that I was writing up either on my site, on my blog, or directly on Google Plus ended up being more of the nature of okay, now I learned this technique. Now what? How do I apply it? And, um, after a while, a few people were like, yo, you should write a book about this. And so mm-hmm. I did. And I started writing it as one big one. Um, but I was working with a, uh, I did a Kindle in 30 challenge with a woman named Kristen Eckstein and, yes. uh, back in the beginning of this year. And it was totally awesome because she cued me into the idea that instead of writing one book and just being mm-hmm. one book in a, you know, whole big search of. Other people who know my, who know other people's names, um, more well-known names and authors. Why not write, you know, four or five, seven of them and just take each section, make them smaller, mm-hmm. take each section out and do a, uh, uh, a little mini book and, you know, kind of corner the market. I'm like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. What a yeah. brilliant idea. <laughs> and, you know, I hadn't, I've established myself on G plus, but not so much on any other networks or with any other, uh, Networks of influence or anything like Mm -hmm. that. So, um, you know, it's an up and, it's an up and coming platform building idea. So that's, that's the long and short of why I created it. Uh, the series, I had originally thought of a few more that I was going to write about. I mean, honestly, we could take our most of our discussion today plus a few other things I've come up with and, um, and do one on Hangouts if we wanted. But, um, you know, at this point, I wanted to start working on some other different kinds of projects that are a little mm-hmm. bit bigger in scope. So, uh 4 is good. We're going to stick mm-hmm. with that. And I think it's comprehensive enough where you get some of the the um uh, the basics of like posting and sharing, which are obviously cornerstones, you know, mm-hmm. that they're so important um to insert yourself into this ecosystem here on G+, to try and make the most out of it, you know. There's there is a culture, there's some best practices involved. And if you're here for business and not just, you know, here to hang out and be social or whatever, then you know, some of these strategies are going to help you just get more attention and, and better click throughs and things like that. Um, circle management obviously is a really important component because it, you can control on Google Plus who sees your posts and also mm-hmm. how you, um, how you see posts. So the types of things that come into your streams. Right. And, um, you can also use your circles as a bit of a CRM system, which is really unique. Mm-hmm. So we talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that and that one. And the other two, um, you know, how to bring your audience over to G plus and then how to get more visibility are really just like a lot of marketing and cross promotion type tips. So mm-hmm. then I think people will, I think they'll help businesses who come oh. on here kind of like you said in the beginning and they're like, okay, this place is a ghost town. I don't know what to do. How do I make it work? And so, you know, the, the first two books were a little more tactical, um, mm-hmm. and I guess a little bit more instructional on some of the features, but the, these other two are the, the last two are a little bit more, uh, strategic in terms of marketing, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, right. they're fun.
2: Right. Well, and you mentioned something that that I want to touch on real quick is the fact that you know there's not a lot of people on Google Plus. Um, you know, and and it's it. I have full faith that it's going to continue on. It's not going to be one of these where they say, Ugh, you know, what a waste of time. But the point is, if say you're on Facebook, you are one of many, 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 many on Facebook, and trying to cut through that clutter. I think is is why so many business people have decided it's just not worth it. On Google Plus, you have this opportunity to really stand out because there's just less clutter and less chatter that's going on there. And I think that's one thing that people really need to think about is, you know, do you want to be one fish in a pond with a lot of other fishes or a bigger fish with fewer fish around you? Um, you know, and, and I think that's where especially hangouts and hangouts on air can really make you stand out.
3: Oh totally. The, again, there's a ton of brand equity that you build for yourself and like I said before, you connect your YouTube channel to your, you know, to your uh, Google Plus page because mm-hmm. that's how it, it works and then your Google Plus page is verified with your web with your website, the two of them talk mm-hmm. to each other. And then what happens is all of this content that you're creating, the relationships you're building, the people who are following you, the people you're interacting with, all of this networking that's going on in this content creation in a way kind of teaches Google more about you. And so one of my, you know, one of the critiques that people come on, they're like, well, this isn't working for me. I can't figure out how to make it work. How do I find my target audience? And, you know, sometimes your target audience isn't on Google Plus, but they are in Google search. And Mm -hmm. so what you can try and do is, you know, tweak and tailor your your approach to being that, you know, that thought leader or, you know, having uh, being able to, to collaborate and network with people that are in your, even in your space. So you may end up looking at Google Plus as, as a collaborative thing. instead oh. of a marketing Did platform. Did we
2: lose you? I can't.
3: Uh oh. Did you? Hmm. Do I change?
6: Can you guys not hear each other? I can hear both of you.
3: I can hear Deb. I could before.
2: Give us one second. We will try and figure this out. I don't know. Give us one second.
4: Is anyone there? I'm here. All righty.
2: Yes, I can hear you. I just can't hear Deb. So let's get her okay. back. I'll be right back. You know what, we're going to jump to a quick break while we get these calls back, so we will be right back.
0: your problem you haven't been listening to milehighradio.com are you disabled
6: has your disability insurance company wrongfully denied paying your claim for benefits or maybe you didn't even know you had a long-term disability insurance policy through your employer the smartest thing you can do right now is call the disability group for help don't try to take on the insurance companies alone listen to how one phone call to the disability group has helped people just like you
1: hey, we're- They were on my side. If anybody in my family needed, you know, help, I would refer them to the Disability Group.
6: And you pay nothing unless you win your case and receive your benefits. The Disability Group will put you in touch with a nationally recognized and experienced team who will fight for your rights. Call the Disability Group right now for a free, no-obligation consultation. Remember, the call is free and could help you secure thousands of dollars a month in benefits. Dial 800-518-8753. That's 800-518-8753. Call 800-518-8753. Call now.
4: Not quite seven years of age, Aaliyah had developed a fever that wouldn't go away, along with an arm pain that caused too many tears. A late-night trip to the ER revealed the news that no parent wants to hear. Aaliyah had cancer. Leukemia. Her two-year treatment plan turned into five and a half years of chemo, oral and IV meds, appointments, ER visits, days, weeks, and months in the hospital, infections, side effects, multiple surgeries, a bone marrow transplant, and much more. Even though Aaliyah never gave up her battle, God realized that it was an unfair fight. On July 9, 2010, the cancer died and Aaliyah went to heaven. We've all been touched by cancer one way or another, but cancer should never be allowed to touch our children. None of us can do everything, but all of us can do something. Together, we can fight to eradicate childhood cancers. Please support aim to cure in their effort to eliminate childhood cancer. Click on their logo on our website and give what you can. aim to cure has no overhead costs, so all money goes to research and public awareness programs. Please give today so that other children will have a tomorrow. When
1: We're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest.
7: And we are back. Can you hear me? Is there anybody there?
2: Stefan,
7: can you hear me? I can't hear Stefan. Can the station hear me?
2: We can Leanne? hear you We anybody? can hear you, okay. Deb. I don't know
7: Stefan says you put him on hold. Hmm. I love technology. Isn't this fun? Should I, hit? Should I have him hang up and call back in too?
2: Yes, please.
7: Okay. Um, we will do that. Hang on just a second. I love technology. of course, it doesn't help that I can't type this morning either. (laughs) Okay, so we have been talking about Google+, and uh, how to do Hangouts and Hangouts on air. And, you know, hopefully we're going to get stepping back, because, you know, he's got so much great information. Um, And so to my way of thinking, in a lot of ways, what a Google+, Plus Hangout on air is, is it's just like you have your own little video talk show. You know, so maybe you're you know, your your own Oprah or you're your own Ellen. Um and so it makes it really cool to to be able to do that. And so I think we have Stefan back. Stefan, can you hear me?
0: Yep, yep,
3: we're back.
7: Yay, we're back, we're back. Okay, so I was just saying that having a Google Plus hangout on air it's kind of like having your own little video talk show. Um, you know, whether you're, you know, you you're, you can be like Ellen or uh, Oprah or whatever. And but it's giving businesses this place where they can have this presence and and do it fairly inexpensively. So do I do I have the right concept when I'm talking about a Google Plus Hangout on Air that it's a way to be interviewing other people, be talking about your own products and services. You know, all of those various things.
3: Yeah, I think you have and by the way, sorry everybody for the gremlins. It's That's great okay. to know, you know that it isn't just Hangouts that does this because it happens once in a while, you know. The internet is we had fickle.
7: gremlins on every end, it sounds like so you know, but we're back.
3: <laughs> yeah, we had a little little funkiness there. But anyway, yeah, it you know, you're you're right. For the most part, you're right. It's you're creating content, right? So whatever kind of content is gonna best suit your business that mm-hmm. You can use video for, do it. You know, I mean, I'll rattle off a few ideas for you. So you could do product demonstrations. You could do, um, uh, like launch parties. You could do like anything related to actual, to actual events. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, again, product demonstrations, launch parties, uh, you know, even I've seen people launch a hangout during a Twitter chat and which is really interesting because they'll be, they'll actually be talking about the topic, um, in more than 140 characters while the Twitter chat is going on. So you know how in a Twitter chat you have like three or f- like handful of questions. So during the questions, right. you know, people are monitoring the Twitter stream, but then at the same time you could also even be talking. And I think that's kind of unique. Um, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, and again, you could do more news oriented type things. You could do like weekend review. You could, uh, all those kinds of things that, that tend to lend themselves a little more over to the, um, to the news and journalism side of, you know, of, content production, I guess you could call it. So yeah, you could, and that could include interviews with influencers. It could be, um, interviews with guests. I mean, like customers or success stories, things like that. There's just Mm -hmm. anything that you can do that's going to create content or a story, tell a story. I mean, you're in great shape, you know, that's, that's the key. So and then from there, you take that hangout, and there's so much more you can even do with it that you know. I don't know. I mean, we could touch on that a little bit if you want. But there's, you know, you look at this, this, uh, this broadcast, this initial broadcast, as really being the, um, you know, the foundation for a ton of different ideas.
7: hmm Well, and I think you know one of the things that you've you've talked about several times is you know, it's questions that people are already asking. So, you know, maybe you have your head of sales who is the person who answers these questions. And, you know, and and before we had our little technical difficulties, we were talking about the fact that this doesn't have to be polished and professional. You know, and and I think that's where sometimes people get caught up in even thinking about it is they think, oh, you know, I, I have to be absolutely perfect. And we're not, um, you know, we're not going to do this in 20 takes. You can, but there's, there's no point in doing that because, you know, people like it when you fumble along and when you all of a sudden hang up in the middle of the, the call, you know, because it does make us personal um, and individual. And, you know, and that does take practice. You know, I'm not saying just launch your video and, and all of a sudden go into this because you should practice it a little bit. But as you mentioned before, it's have the right equipment, have the right lighting, you know, do some test runs, and then, you know, you can, you can get into this. So have your head of sales answer those questions or, you know, if you are the head of sales yourself, answer those questions. You know, just because one person asked it, there's no unique questions anymore. You know, so somebody else cares about it. And, you know, maybe you're, it's just a five minute thing. Maybe it's 20 minutes, maybe it's whatever, but it's getting that content out there.
3: Oh, totally agree. Um, And you know what I, I, what I would suggest is actually watch TV and just pay right. attention to how the new especially the news anchor the news shows you know mm-hmm. pay attention to how these guys sit um mm-hmm. how they present themselves some of the the thing i had the hardest time with and i still honestly have a hard time with it is closing out a show now like on television mm-hmm. it's easy because they can say all right and stay tuned for our show such and such coming up mm-hmm. well this is right. the end of my show we're done i'm going to mm-hmm. say bye you know or see you mm-hmm. next week or whatever so it's really tricky to figure out how i can like you know wrap this thing up And do it in a way that still maybe includes a call to action or something along those lines so that, you know, you get that little last, hey, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, or something Mm -hmm. like that and to get in there, right? But it's hard, you know, so one day I'm like, you know, forget this. It was, it was funny. It was like maybe 10 till the top of the hour. Um, whenever time it was, I'm like, Oh, there's going to be a lot of shows wrapping up right now. I'm literally going to go just put on all the cable news shows on like three different TVs in my house and run around the room, you know, and just Mm -hmm. listen to see what these guys do. And I'll tell you what, it helped. (laughs) So little things like that, you get the hang of, you know, looking into the camera and trying Mm -hmm. to get through the, the ums and the, you know, that those long drawn out awkward moments, you'll just, you'll learn, just pay attention to what people do and you'll start to learn. I'd also, there's a good book I can recommend called Google plus hangouts for business, uh, by David Amerland, short read, a little bit technical, but from a little bit on the how to side, um, but also helps make the business case for the types of things you could do with hangouts and why they're so important. Um, mm-hmm. as a, you know, as a technology and as a way to create content. So fantastic book. Highly recommend it.
7: Right. Well, and, you know, the cool thing is you can see yourself as you're doing this too. So then you you can remember sit up straight, you know, look into the camera. I think that's one of the things that, you know, people have trouble with is where do I look? Well, look at the camera. Um, you know, you can write out some of what you're going to say. Now, don't don't do all of it because then you are the talking head that is just reading what is there. And, you know, that's not, that's not any good, but, you know, there are things that you might need to write out that you've got, um, you know, so you can glance at them. And, and again, it's okay to be human, you know, if you, you pick up your notes or the cat wanders in or, you know, something like that, it really is something that, that makes you more personable and, and easier for people to relate to you in a lot of ways.
3: Yeah. And again, and I'm not a professional broadcaster by any means, but I've been paying attention to TV And if you think about it, right, if you and I are on, if we were doing this as a hangout and you and I are on here and all I'm doing is looking at the camera for 30, you know, for an hour between the two of us, all you ever see is this silhouette or this profile of a person looking at a camera that gets boring. Right? So moving around a little bit, now like on TV, different news stations and all, you know, they're constantly cutting to different cameras, even, even to the extent that the people at the desk, the anchor desk, they're looking somewhere else. Now we don't really have that, you know, we don't have that luxury or we could, but we're no, you know, that's, that's like a whole nother level that's not worth getting into. But if you're doing a hangout, it's okay to move around a little bit. It's totally okay to be a little animated because you don't want to, I mean, you don't want to be distracting, but you don't want to be so monotonous that people just kind of tune you out. So yeah, look right. down at a piece of paper. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. Hey, we have a question, mm-hmm. you know, and you're looking down, and you're going to read some notes or I habitually have a pen in my ear, you know, I could take it out and, and scratch something down. I mean, those are the mm-hmm. kinds of things that like, it just makes it more human, like you said, and you end up, you know, you, you can hold people's attention a little longer because they're not watching you and just seeing the same exact things like watching paint mm-hmm. dry, you know?
7: Right. I have a friend who is a realtor, and one of the things that he does he he calls everybody that he has in his database quarterly. I mean this is just something that he does, and he does it standing up because he said for him he 's much more animated when he speaks if he 's standing um, and so that might be something for people to think about is you know can you adjust your camera or you know, put it on a tripod or something <coughs> excuse me, so that you are standing because then you do have a little bit more movement. Now, obviously, it depends on how long you're talking, um, you know, and, and things like that. But that might just be a little tip for people is to think about, you know, how you're going to be. You know, you don't want to be in the chair where you're going rocking, rocking, rocking. You know, we've all seen those type of people. But, you know, just, and, and again, practice, you know, look and see. And have a couple people who are your friends, your business associates, who participate, you know, on your trial runs, because they're going to tell you, Hey, you said, um, too many times, or you waved your hand so much, all of those things and, and get it down before you try your first one, because, you know, you, you do want to be somewhat professional when you're doing it.
3: Yeah, I would agree. And I mean, a couple little add-ons to what you said, because it's all spot on. Um, if you are going to do a, if you're going to stand up or if you're going to be, if you're going to like set yourself up in a studio away from your computer, you know, one of the challenges with hang out on air is the live interaction. So you're missing the live mm-hmm. interaction since you're mm-hmm. not next to a computer. You can't pull up a comment. Right. You can't do those little things. So it would help if you're most comfortable that way um, mm-hmm. to present that way, then it would help to have somebody sort of behind the scenes, you know, running the show. Um, mm-hmm. And and that, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if that works for you and that's how you're going to get mm-hmm. the best, you're going to be the most confident, you'll speak the best, then do it. But just realize mm-hmm. that, you know, you're not going to be able to go back to the um computer and, bring up a, a topic or it's going to be a little bit more just, you know, might as well have just recorded it, you know, uh, offline. Uh, it'll be less, a little less interactive. So, you know, there's, there's those little things, um, you know, and, and then there's, gosh, there's so many other little things too. And again, we, um, this is not like my area of expertise. You guys have heard me stumble at least like a billion times so far, right? I'm not like totally professional here, but, um, but I do get the idea of how we can use these things. And so there's right. a lot of people out there that are, that are in the video marketing and video production world, you know, start to look into them a little bit and just see how, uh, how you can pick up on little tips that they do. Okay. I would say one of the real keys is to try and avoid the long drawn out ums and, the uh, you know, try however you can to stay on topic and, and not get too, uh, you know, too like, I don't know. What's whatever the word is? I forget what the word is, but you know what I mean. Try not to get like too off, uh, too screwed up there Let's off on a, a tangent. There you go.
7: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and one thing for people to remember is you do get better the, the more times you do it. You know, it's just one of those things where practice does. It, it might not make perfect, but it does make things go better. So you know, your first couple ones, and and it's funny. You know, how many times have we all gone back to whether it was something we wrote. Or, you know, maybe it was a video or a webinar, you know, and you go back to one of the first ones and you think, ah oh, <laughs> how embarrassing. But, you know, and we do get better with that practice. And, you know, nobody is Tom Brokaw the first time they try and do it. Um, you know, it, it really does take people just going through it and, and working their way through the process.
3: Totally agree. Yeah, practice makes perfect, guys, right? That's how it is.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, now, I was looking at your blog last night, which is on web SiteHangouts.com, hangouts.com and i found this very cool article on how to be a guest on other person's google plus hangouts on air and and that intrigued me because i thought you know what if you are say a small business person or you know just a business person in general starting out with doing this and you really don't know if you have enough content for your own type of of show how do you go about finding other ones to be part of
3: there are a couple of sites. There's a, a Google Plus page actually called HOA Calendar. Um, look them up. It's like a red icon with a little blue calendar date thing in the middle of it. Okay. So so you know you're on the right page. But they're on Google Plus And, mm-hmm. And uh, the guy behind it, his name is Mark Vang. Really cool thing that he's done. He's created this service where essentially if you invite his Hangout. Uh, his page to that hangout, he will get it into some like major global calendar thing, which is really, Mm -hmm. really nice and, you know, really unique idea to kind of centralize some of these things. Because there are on all different topics. I mean, people are doing hangouts on, on air across all kinds of different topics. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're traveling around in little like blogging and social media circles, you're only going to see, you know, a, a, a subsection of that, whereas people could be doing things about cooking and, and tech and, uh, you know, all, all other pets, you know, all kinds of different topics. So, it's mm-hmm. cool that he set that up, and, you know, you may find something there, um, and I think he has an associated website where you'll be able to see a little bit more of what's going on. So the other thing you can do on Google+, Plus, you can go to, uh, you can just do a search. So if you're interested in a particular topic, again, it could be, let's talk mm-hmm. about pet sitting. So you would type in pet sitting, and um, then there's some tabs across. When you search for something in Google+, Plus. there'll be some tabs across the top, uh, like, Everything, people and pages, communities, events. So if you switch over to events or hangouts, Mm -hmm. and you might have to Mm -hmm. click on the little more drop down arrow to get to hangouts, what you'll see are people doing events and people doing hangouts about that keyword. And, um, Mm -hmm. you can just, if they're public, you can just go to them. You just click into the event. You can start, you can watch it if it's already happened. You just click the play button and the YouTube video is already there, or you could interact with Uh, you could say yes that you're going to attend or maybe and then it'll add to your Google calendar automatically, which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of neat. And then you just start interacting. You know, you can watch live or you can again go back and watch afterwards and then interact with the people that are on that show. If you find that there's some good topics being discussed and you know, this is an audience that might benefit from learning about the things you know a lot about, then maybe you approach the the, the host privately in a private message or if they have any information on their website and just say, Hey, listen, I watched your show. I'm really interested. You know, I think you did a great job. I'm really interested in, in this topic. And I would, if you're doing, you know, if you're accepting guests, I would, here's who I am. Here's all about me. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, you know, maybe see if we can uh, do something together. You know, it's, right. it's like trying to get yourself press in any other way. Um, there are a lot mm-hmm. of people that are looking for guests actively and, you know, everybody's selection criteria is different, so I don't know. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, that's how simple it is. It's fine to hang out that's interesting and see who's running it. If it's a good enough show, if it's a good show, say, hey, I want to be on it, and who knows, you might be able All right. to. Oh, You know, that's it.
7: Well, and what I love is, is that you said, you know, watch it a couple of times, participate a couple of times before you jump in um, and, and say, hey, I'd like to be a guest, because you want to know the format. You want to know, you know, is it an interview? Is it a how-to? You know, you want to know all of those steps before you pitch that you're a guest. Otherwise, you're going to look like a um, you didn't do your research. And so, you really want to know, you know, okay, they're going to interview me on the top five tips of whatever it is I'm going to talk about. So when I pitch to them, I'm going to have those top five tips. Um, You know, and you know, I'm an old PR person. It really did pay to know what re- what the reporter was going to talk about before I ever went to the reporter, uh, and it's just a matter of doing your research in advance.
3: Totally agree, and I think to the extent you could even say, to the you know to the hangout host, all right, I see that you, this is what you're talking about. I know, you know, I can offer this. I see this is who your audience is. I can offer a lot, but I'd love to focus on, you know, this one little hole that I think might be mm-hmm. a challenge for them. And if, you know, tell me what you think, because I know even mm-hmm. when, when I'm asked to be a guest on, on shows, um, Deb, you didn't do this. You were fantastic. But you know, some people, they, you know, they're just, just getting started. So they reach out and they're like, Oh, I'd love to have you you know talk about Google plus. Well, okay. Google mm-hmm. plus is huge guys. Okay. <laughs> what about Google plus do you want me to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to talk about Just tell me what do you want to talk about influencer marketing? You want to talk about search, blah, blah, blah. I might not be the best person for you, but, or I might not have, is there something that, you know, drew your eyes, you know, drew my attention to you? So if, if you're somebody who wants to go out and find guests, I'm flipping this, by the way. Um, if you want to go out and find guests, I think that it helps to be able to approach them in a way that says, I know that you're perfect for my audience and Mm -hmm. this is why. And here's my audience and here's the details about my show. Would you be interested in in joining us, you know, to talk about this topic? And I think you've created a comfort level that way. That's uh, right. you know, where people will be a lot more responsive than if you were to just say, "All right, I'm looking for guests. You know, who wants in?" And you don't have really any context that you can give somebody to entice them to, especially if they're well known or or a busy person or have you know a, a lot going on. And because then actually then it starts to come across that you're just trying to use them so they can promote it to their audience and get you a lot more um, you know, Mm -hmm. a bigger audience themselves.
7: Right. Well, and it's, it's actually fairly easy to do that, you know, because you're in a specific industry, you know, whether it's social media or basket weaving or, you know, fast food or whatever the industry is, there are other people that are in that same industry. So, you know, what I do is I look at those other people, you know, what are they writing? What are they posting about? Um, you know, it, it really helps if they've written a book uh, for, for me to be able to interview somebody because that means that they've got a lot more content. But you know, anybody can do that. You, know, they can, you can be looking at potential guests for your own Google Plus Hangouts on air and just you know, you know if they're an expert or not or if they're going to have good content. Um, you know, it's, the funny thing is I've had some people who they've written entire books on, you know, on the subject of social media and they'll tell me I don't have enough to talk about. And I was like, really? You wrote a whole book about it. Um, But you know, and so it it is part of you know, as you said, kind of walking them through that process and and saying, here's why I'm interested in you. Um, And and the reason we're going into so much detail is, you know, it is easy to have your own Google Plus Hangouts on Air, and that's one of the things people struggle with is content. You know, who am I going to talk to next week, next month, you know, whatever. And so it's it's great to be able to think through this process on on how to find those guests.
3: Oh, totally. I mean, I would take it one step further too to even think about how each guest can help you toward your own business goals. Like, can they bring Mm -hmm. a certain audience to you? Will they, you know, will their expert opinions on a particular topic be? The answers to some of those questions that you keep getting asked, then you can say, listen, guys, this isn't just me talking about it. You know, this is so and so who's, you know, uh, the executive director of some national organization that talks about this stuff all day long. He does keynotes, blah, blah, blah. And we had him, I interviewed him and, you know, this is what he said about this. So don't just take my word for it. You know, now all of a sudden, by the way, you just built a whole bunch of street cred for yourself by being able to drop this guy's name in a discussion. And say, yeah, I'm the one who got him to answer a question, right? About, you know, to answer your question in a way. So there's, I would also like, again, extend it to, um, how you can turn your content into and the the things you're doing with your audience, um, or with your hangout show rather, how it can benefit your company. And again, without being salesy, excuse me, without being promotional or anything like that, you want to just build brand authority. You want to build brand equity. And these are the things that, <clears throat> Sorry, uh, that help toward that. Um, and I think across the board, whether you want to be a guest or a producer, um, or both, the real key is value for your audience. It's less right. about you and it's more about them. And if, if you can find the topics that are going to speak to them, they're going to want to come watch. They're going to tell their friends. They're going to share it. They're going to get on your email list when you tell, when you ask them to, because by the way, guys, you should definitely be thinking about how As people interact with your shows, you can start to encourage them to get onto an email list or, you know, into some type of an invite list for Google Plus so that when you have your next show, you can bring that, you can tell them about it. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of the email list part of it just because you own it instead of like, you know, just relying on, and we've all seen what happens with Facebook reach and things like that. You know, you start relying on the social networks to be able to do that work for you. It gets a little dicey after a while. So, I mean, in my opinion, I kind of feel like this should be, the Hangout should be a part of a a bigger content strategy. And that content mm-hmm. strategy should include trying to bring your audience into, you know, into your own systems so that you could interact with them. Plus, honestly, like now you have one more touch point. I mean, I could send out an right. email about an upcoming show and say, hey, if you have any questions, mm-hmm. just let us know. And somebody could reply and say, I do have a question as a matter of fact. <laughs> you know, here it is. Can you think you can get it answered? And, you know. Now you're building that one-on-one relationship. That person becomes mm-hmm. a huge fan. So I realize I went off on a little bit of a tangent there. Okay. I apologize. Obviously I think it's kind of important to, you know, to talk about it, that. It but, is. We're, right? it's all about the value.
7: Mm-hmm. And, and it's about adding that value for people, you know, and, and because you want them to come back to you, you know, whether it's that you have a great blog post or that you have great video content or all of those things. And then the key is, you know, maybe they came to you because of your blog post. Well, then they go, oh, wait, you've got this great video, too, so let me watch this show. And, and it just kind of builds more and more. And then, of course, the, the really tricky thing is to get them to share that. You know, you want them to say, hey, you know, Stephen Nuvian had this great program, and I want you guys to see it, too. And so I'm going to share it on Facebook, which is funny that they're sharing Google Plus on Facebook, but that's just the way this works. Um, you know, and, and so you want to have them be kind of your brand ambassadors.
3: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Well, they talk about like other people's audience, right? That's sort of the, mm-hmm. you know, that's the networking effect that you're trying to create for yourself when you do these. Otherwise, and, and again, try and think of, of where the vehicles are for you to take that, that discussion you had, that hangout, whether you did it or whether you were on somebody else's show, how can you leverage that, um, in a good way, you know, turn it into a slide share, turn it into a, you know, a, a series on a blog post or an email, or you know, maybe you take a small piece of it and, um, there's like maybe a, a real important nugget of information that you take out and you actually, whether you do it as a, an edited video segment or you know maybe just write about it. I mean, you could turn these things into podcasts. Like, it's mm-hmm. seriously easy to do that. You you can download the right. audio right from YouTube, um, mm-hmm. and to and turn it into a podcast. Like, that's simple. And, uh, and again, edit it, you know, throw your little bumpers on there back and forth, throw in a couple of, um, you know, station breaks or commercials or whatnot. If you mm-hmm. have that kind of an audience, but the fact is, if you're, if you have people who are interested, your audience or your target audience or whatever would benefit from having this on, you know, on LinkedIn, well, then sure, do this, do this hangout, take a piece of this hangout or do some kind of a recap and put it up on LinkedIn. And the whole idea is to figure how you can take this authentic, this raw, this natural, you know, brand equity building experience and make it valuable for other people because the minute that they see it, they're way more drawn to you and it, you know, it just, it comes back to you in in terms of new opportunities.
7: Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and it is about repackaging and repurposing, um, you know, because one person might not like watching video, but they're going to, to, you know, put you on, on their phone and listen to you while they work out. And, you know, so it's it's about having all of this great content in as many ways as, as possible. And, you know, as you mentioned before, having it as evergreen. Or maybe, you know, it's, it's, it was evergreen, but, oh, golly, they changed how the platform looks. So now we have to, to repost and say, here's how it looks now. Um, you know, that's a great way to be able to reach back out to people again is, you know, here's an update on that subject.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say that because you, you could, the other neat thing about this, if you talk about a couple of, you know, if you're really hyper focused, it's different. But if you aren't, if you're a little more broad based, you know, if you talk about like me, right? I could talk about Google plus. I could talk about email marketing. So let's just stop at that, right? If I, I could talk about hangouts. So let's say we have those three things, right? If I want to bring Mm -hmm. on a guest to talk about email marketing, well, I could actually go to the hangout I did about email marketing, maybe where I was a guest Mm -hmm. and then go pull all of those people and say, Hey guys, you were interested in this one particular show that I did about email marketing. I'm actually bringing on a whole new, you know, I'm doing a mini series on it or I'm bringing on a guest to talk about this particular aspect of it. If you're interested, you know, here you go. And you've already, the cool part with that is you've had that touch point already and you know, you've already interacted with somebody in that context. So they're already interested. They're targeted. And then you can go to them and say, are you interested in doing this? You know, you're going to have a higher likelihood of them Wanting to be a part of that because they learn something. And again, it goes back to being right. valuable for them. It's all about them.
7: Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. Well, amazingly, we are at the top of the hour. You know, I always know that we've got great content when the, the clock flies and I'm thinking, oh, we aren't even done. So all that means is we have to have you on again. Um, but between now and then, step and tell people how they find you, how they connect with you online, um, and that they can obviously go to Amazon to buy your books but, you know, how do they find you online?
3: True, true. Uh, yeaah, stephanhove.com, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-H-O-V.com is again sort of a uh, little microsite that I built for myself to be able to tell you guys where I'm, you know, where to find me. Or you could just Google my name. Um, Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm definitely most active on Google+. I try and have a lot of different posts that, you know, encourage conversation and also the easiest way to get to know me or for me to get to know you is to just, you know, start commenting on a couple of different posts and we could just have a little dialogue on G+, uh, because Great. I think it lends itself really well to that.
7: Cool, cool. Well, thank you again for coming on. Sorry for those little technical glitches that we had, but, you know, that's, that's just the way technology is on occasion. Um, so, you know, again, thank you, Stefan. We'll have you on again because I think Google Plus is just going to continue to grow, um, you know, as they find their niche. And as people get kind of tired of the other social media sites, I think Google Plus is, is really going to, to start getting people's attention more and more. So we will definitely have you on again.
3: That would be great. I'd love it. I I always enjoy this, Deb. This is a lot of fun.
7: Perfect, perfect. Well, to everyone out there, enjoy this fabulous fall day. Um, We're going to have a great program next week. For those of you who listen live, I'm going to be talking about how to network during the holidays. You know, we've got all these holiday parties that we have to go to, whether it's personal, whether it's business. So how to make that time really great for, for your networking efforts. So I am Deb Creer. It's pretty easy to find me online. Just go to my website, which is debkrier. dot and you'll find all of the information about how to connect with me online. Again, Stepan, thank you. Have a fabulous day, and everyone, enjoy your day.
4: Thank you for being.